0: You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy and this is Claire. This is episode 131. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. We are so excited this week. We have Adi Zuger and I'm so sad it's not <laughs> Joy
1: Joy's gonna have to get over
2: that. I'm gonna Hi, have to Adi. deal with that.
0: Hi Adi, welcome.
2: Hi guys, thank you for having me.
0: So excited. And this was kind of like somewhat last minute. You were so awesome to fit us into your schedule. Um, We started the WAG program a few weeks ago. Claire started a week before me. And uh, we thought it would be such a perfect thing to have you on as we go through this journey. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you, guys. I think that's so exciting for me to be on at this time when both of you are like just getting started. Yeah, you get to to
0: dig into the stuff we're going through. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get started, you guys, this episode is sponsored by K the makers of the silicone wedding rings, you can support the podcast by supporting Kalo by entering code GGW at checkout for fifteen percent off your order. Y'all know how much we love Kalo. Everyone wears the rings all the time. We love when you guys tag us on your Kalo pictures, so keep doing that because then we feel happy and loved.
1: And you know, we you want us to feel happy and loved. It's I mean,
0: important. we're a big tribe <laughs> now. Needs
1: met. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so go check out Kalo Q A L O dot com.
0: Thank you very much. All right, let's jump into the interview. So, Adi, let's let's just sit down and start from the beginning. Um, Okay. I mean, everyone. I I think most most everyone has heard us talk about Wag this far. So, obviously, you have been an athlete for most of your life, Mm -hmm. and you know, I think it's probably something where you saw a gap in either nutrition or a gap in you know the fitness world, the fitness community to create Wag. So maybe. start there with your experience yeah what brought you to kind of fit because there's so many things out there right there's so many nutrition plans out there so I kind of want to know what it was that um, sparked your interest to start this wonderful program
2: it kind of happened out of demand I mean I started I went to North Carolina last summer to train at uh, Travis Mash's gym at Mashleet performance kind of just like got in my car and picked up and took all the money in my bank account and figured I would go there until my money ran out. And I blogged about the experience. And while I was there, I was moving down a weight class using flexible dieting with another coach. His name is John Hollywood, and he's actually a bodybuilding coach. And I was doing it just out of curiosity. And I had played with macros before when I was a lot younger. I lost a significant amount of weight when I was 16. And so I had a basic Idea of what I was doing, and then some people started emailing me from the blog and asking me if I could do it for them, and then that just kind of how it happened.
0: So when you were sixteen, you were introduced to this.
2: Mm-hmm. So I had I was uh, almost 187 pounds at like five five-ish when I was sixteen, and my mother took me to a nutritionist, and that moment like completely changed me. And she didn't do it so much as in like you had to weigh and measure everything. Well, you had to weigh and measure things, but. It, she had a system that was more like weight watchers where there was like a point system so she would have carbs, fats, proteins and then also fruits which are carbs but she just classified them differently and she would give me like a certain number of points under each category and I had lists of food items that would fit under those points.
1: So it's sort of like a modified zone a little bit. Kind of, yeah. Ish, yeah.
0: So you had a lot of success from that and then people started asking you, you and know, then
1: hey, she what do went you-? on to do the strength training and then people right so then people just trying to follow you've got all
0: this experience and then as you're you know moving into the weightlifting world people are like oh what are you doing right obviously obviously like you're a walking promotion for (sighs) this lifestyle
2: i think the shocking part was that i lost uh like almost 17 pounds last summer and i got a lot stronger and there's like this whole mentality of like mass moves mass and if you're a 63 kilo lifter you should train at 64 kilos because that's just like the way it should be done but my body fat doesn't contract and unless you're super like a super heavyweight where the weight class is unlimited and even then like just having too much body fat isn't going to help you lift more weight so that's, I think, what really sparked people's interest.
0: Right. And I think because in CrossFit, you think immediately of paleo lifestyle, we, we've we kind of been through it all. At least Claire's tried a lot of different diets, and we've heard it all. And it's it can be so confusing that, you know, once we kind of started hearing about this more, it's like, well, is this just another way of being like, well, let's fat our way through this diet, too.
1: And also, like, from my perspective, it was kind of like, okay, well, I've done you know, I've counted my macros on my own. I've done zone. I've done paleo. I've done whole 30. I've done the 21 day sugar detox, you know, like every single thing that you see on the CrossFit kind of circuit out there in terms of cleanses and, you know, ways of eating. I've sort of dabbled in all of it. And it was, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting to feel like this is a little bit more. I don't know. I think this also kind of gets a bad rap for being like, well, you're just eating donuts and ice cream and then plugging it into my fitness pal.
2: Oh, yeah, for
1: sure. But I don't know. So it's been an interesting. Do you get that a lot from people like, well, you know, if it fits your macros is kind of kind of right outside of definitely,
2: yeah. yeah, definitely. We get a lot of uh people thinking, like, well, you're just gonna like you know, you're just promoting unhealthy food habits or unhealthy food items into your diet. But what people like don't really know until they actually do it is that you really get to choose completely your own food. So if you want to eat paleo but also track your macros, like that's totally fine. Right. There's a, there's a way to do that.
1: And you're never going to hit your macros if all you're eating is ice cream and donuts, sadly. Right, right? <laughs> so you're going to have a hard time. Uh, I say. <laughs> <laughs> you have a hard time hitting those those protein grams if you're just loading up on, on ice cream. and. Or the you'd be
2: starving. Like you'd just have protein powder and then just donuts and ice cream and you'd be so hungry. <laughs> right, because you'd get like a half of a donut. <laughs>
0: So really this is a way for people to whatever way they prefer to eat. It's more or less tracking it and balancing it and that's more of what I've come to find out is wow, I just feel more balanced with what I eat. And you can eat right. what you like and it's not to say oh everyone go crazy on junk food because most people want to eat healthy, but I think one of the videos I saw on the wag group, the Facebook group was I don't know if it was a coach, but they did a video about how to get through the holidays and how to survive through the holidays by tracking your macros and just, you know, supporting yourself through that with all the temptations. And he was more or less like, if you're really, really worried about it, you know, look at the relationship you have with food, because this is not something where you should be like devastated if you have one slip up. And I really like that too, because I think what Claire and I talk a lot about on this podcast is judgment and and having to follow follow a certain diet can sometimes come with body shaming or doing it for the purpose of like you don't like your body and i i don't think i don't think that's where we want to come from at all but i think a lot of our listeners you know i think at times we sound like hypocrites because we're like let's not talk about our bodies and let just just celebrate our bodies but then we're like
2: now we're doing wag now i'm counting everything i eat well that's not where we want to come from either like our is not. We are definitely of a place where we want you to start off the entire journey knowing that the way that you are right now is perfect. Like You don't need to change. It's more about a journey of self-improvement and self-awareness than it is about finding your self-worth or your identity. This does not attach to your identity at all.
0: Right, which is why I think I, when I was writing you the other day, I was just like, this is why I think it really fits well for me is the I feel that vibe from you guys and it's something that I can get on board with because it's not at all like... Look at everyone in their bikinis and everyone's having a great time, like being so skinny. It's not about that at all. It's like, look how strong we are and look at the things we're accomplishing and how balanced and how good we feel and how well we're fueling our bodies.
2: Right, exactly. I think there was like a post in the group one day that like made every single coach on the team cry. It was uh, someone posted, we have a few moderators in our Facebook group and one of them posted a picture of themselves, like just their face saying that this f- picture made me feel beautiful and strong and confident and then like I'd love to see your like a photo that you guys choose that makes you feel beautiful and strong and confident and it was like a thread of like 90 to 200 200- Photos of people in the group, and it ranged from people on their wedding day to people lifting to people maybe in a bikini or maybe like in snow clothes on the top of a mountain. Oh, it was just like the, the coolest thing ever.
0: That's so great.
1: So, talk a little bit about how you have grown it from being just, you know, people asking you, How did you do this and will you do it for me, into the coaching program that you have
2: now. So, People that know me personally will know that I'm extremely organized in some ways and then extremely disorganized in other ways. But when it came to uh, people were paying me and I needed to give them a quality service. I I needed to make sure that, that everything was the same from start to end for every single person. So right out the gate, if I I made sure that when someone was joining the program that they were going through the same process. So I created a system for what kind of email they were going to get when they inquired, or uh, what it looked like to create their program, how to collect that information, uh, and how to how the correspondences happen from week to week. Uh, And then from there, we just built uh, a staff, a group of people, like-minded people who went through a training program and it just kind of went from there.
1: So, how many coaches do you have? Because I know uh, Joy and I both have different coaches, and then I have a, a couple of folks from Cross Elevation where I coach have been doing this for about a year now, I think. And um, I think Chris has a different coach. You know, so um, how many people do you have on staff, and about how many athletes do you have who are part, or you know, people who are part of the program?
2: I think we have nine coaches. So we have me, Francesco Catalano, Hayden Bow, Laura Connor, Taylor Gray Lump, uh, Nikki, Antazuski, Yvette. Uh, her G her last name is really hard to say <laughs> Kelsey Goddard and Hillary Rizzer so we have yeah we have nine so we have nine and we have a few people that are like on the on the sidelines mm-hmm. um just like training we have three people that are training that will be coming on soon and the amount of athletes we have it really varies from day to day we have anywhere between 1600 and 1800 people on the program
1: oh my god <laughs> that's up and you just started this you said what a year and a half ago
2: in September of 2014
1: so yeah like not even a year and a half ago a little, yeah. yeah close yeah <laughs> so yeah the way that i found out about this was through um some athletes at cross elevation who had been doing it and so do you guys i mean i guess a lot of it is word of mouth you know i've heard a lot of people even just in the group saying oh you know my friends started asking me about this they all kind of ridiculed me at first but now everybody's asking me what i'm doing and how i'm doing things differently do you find that that's kind of been your biggest way of bringing new people on or you know have you really done a lot to try to go out and find
2: athletes well, the big for sure the biggest is every single person who joins the program is kind of like a walking billboard. So it's kind of, we were just talking about this yesterday, how counting your macros is kind of like CrossFit, where like everyone from the outside looking in is like that stupid, like you're going to hurt yourself, like oh my gosh, like you're going to eat donuts so and pizza all day. And the second they start, it's like all they can talk about, all they post about, all they talk to their friends about, they're like so excited about it, it's like Their new obsession so that whole culture helped for sure to get the word out there and the way that the program looked from day one to the way that the program looks right now is drastically different so I think what we do well is we we're constantly taking feedback and really taking that feedback seriously to make sure that we're giving everything that we could possibly be giving even for if it's just three to five people that are asking for something.
0: For the most part, how do you assign coaches? Is it people's goals? How do you organize that?
2: So we have a few questions that are like trigger questions in the questionnaire. So we have, um, do you? I think one of the questions is like, do you consider yourself a competitive athlete, elite level athlete, uh, like weekend warrior, or it's a question like that. And then um, that gives us the initial um, understanding of who they're going to go to. So we have some people, some coaches that work with like just your everyday exercisers or everyday people in general that don't even have to exercise. And then we have the coaches that are uh, more familiar with the lifestyle of a a higher level athlete who's competitive and has some athletic aspirations. And then we have another question of whether they want to be with a male or a female coach. And then those are the two questions that we really focus on to where we're going to assign people.
0: That's interesting. So it really is more of a, that is even more catered to the individual, which I really like, because there's a lot of people who Um, may and and let's talk really quick about the 21 day free trial that you have on the website right now it's workingagainstgravity.com you can find it on the website right
2: yeah if you just go to the blog it'll be
0: there a lot of people are really interested in how what's the science with how you have diet fit lifestyle for everyone that's for every individual
2: I think it's probably more of an art than it is a science the the science part of things is the actual research provides you with a wide range. So it might say, like, this will work. Like, let's say if I'm talking protein, for instance, it's it'll say, like, for the average female who does resistance training, she can have from... grams to two grams per pound of body weight of protein. Like that's like a a wide, drastic range. (laughs) So that's just like what would be safe for a human being. And two being like for more elite athletes who are like super lean already and really competitive. And then 0.8 being for the other end of the scale. Uh, But it's still super wide. So I think it's more what the actual art is, is in the relationship between the coach and the client or the member and also just becoming more self-aware like nutrition is so emotional it's super vulnerable it's attached to so many aspects of your life that are emotional and you remember them like you remember your grandmother's pie or you remember in the holidays like you'll remember the smells of foods will trigger those kinds of emotions and the way to make it fit your lifestyle is just to find out how to navigate those emotions and the way that food is in your life.
0: And I like what you said about the psychology behind this as well. I, I have a psychology background, and I think that what I've noticed... And by in- she
1: has a psychology background, she means she's a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: going to put oh, my... Casually <laughs> have yeah. exactly.
0: have a- I'm going to put my therapy hat on now, um, is... And I also think that's what drew me to this is it felt as though you could really get into the emotions behind the diet, um, or the lifestyle, I should say, too. Because when you're e- when you're filling out that questionnaire, the feeling is that you really want to get to know us as individuals. And it's not just kind of this across the board, here's what everybody eats, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the check-ins with the coaches, too. And I I see how you're always encouraging people to be honest with your coach, which I'm sure that is another thing that you guys have to deal with. Talk a little bit about the psychology behind it and what you guys notice as coaches.
1: How
2: people kind of move through it. Yeah, as people
0: are moving through it.
2: I think when we first started, like our main focus was just to how do we track all this information? How do we assess progress from week to week? How do we do it in like a user-friendly way? How do we make sure that we're like doing the logistical parts of the business, like making sure people pay on time and all that kind of stuff? And then we started noticing how big of a role the psychological aspects of diet play. So every single person that's coming to the program is writing us emails saying things like, I feel so fluffy, like I, I can't believe that my body looks like this. I can't believe I let myself get this far. My friends don't understand i i like i hate my body or i don't want to eat because i don't feel like i've earned it things like that and then that f- happened so often that i realized that we definitely needed a mindfulness portion And that's not coming from your food. It's really easy to say, oh, it's my food that's making me that way. It's my food that's making me feel that way because that's not painful. It's not painful to be like, oh, because I ate that, that's why I am this way. It's painful to think like, why am I feeling that way? Or what's making me feel that way? Or what parts of my life are triggering that kind of response? That's difficult and painful and uncomfortable. Those are the kinds of things that you need to deal with if you're going to have a long-lasting, sustainable change.
0: So do you ever have someone that's on the program that might need to take a step back or slow things down because they're not mentally in a good place?
2: I think sometimes we have some aspects of like maybe there's somebody uh, confesses to an eating disorder and that's not something that we have expertise in and it's not something that the coaches are necessarily comfortable dealing with uh we will never turn those people away i think that's just as bad as like we're not going to say you no one's going to confess to an eating disorder and then we're going to be like oh can't help you like you're on your right. own now like i'm gonna, like it's not we're not going to do that we would more provide resources for where these people can find um education and some extra help and then know that you know we're always here for you we don't judge you we're not here to tell you how to feel or or what is right and what is wrong, we're more here to ask you questions to help with your own self awareness and maybe trigger some happiness.
0: I like that. And I think with the 21 day trial, I'm seeing a theme there with trying to find that self exploration and meditation and connecting with yourself, which is really cool. Because it's not just about the food.
1: And we also, Joy and I on, this, on our podcast, have had eating disorder experts on several times. And kind of the theme that always comes up with food is that, you know, it's not... People can't just look at it as things that fuel their body. It's not just calories. It's not just fat, carbs, protein. You know, there's so many things behind it. Um, and so, I don't know, if, if have you ever... Like when you were 16 and you first went through this, you know, did you have that same mental kind of shift or, you know, is this something that has always made sense to you? You know, can, can you like, I don't know, talk about how that relates?
2: When I was 16, I, I, I grew up, I think it probably has a lot to do with like my why right now, like why I am the way I am and why Um, I try and pursue the endeavors that I try and pursue. But when I was younger, I was always like wanting to be part of like the popular group of people, but I was always kind of like their stepchild. Like they let me come, but I was always the one that they would tease or I never like really fit in with the group, even though I like desperately tried to. Mm -hmm. And I would definitely eat those emotions for sure. I, I, I became very anxious trying to be social so instead I would just sit at home because it was so much easier to just sit at home and not um participate so I I could like sit with like a tub of hummus and just eat the entire thing and like not even know that that like what I was doing I was so young I didn't even understand that that was an unhealthy habit that I was going through right you're like Uh, that's healthy that's fine exactly and I would probably eat twice a day I would get, like, chicken fingers and fries and eat an entire tub of hummus. And I had no idea what I was doing. I knew that my body was changing, but I had no concept of how to get in control of that. And I think when I went to that nutritionist, she just, like, opened my eyes to the fact – I think the first week that I – I know, I think, I know. The first week that I was on her program, I – it was so much food that I called my mom, like, 16 years old, crying – that I couldn't finish the food that was in front of me. I was like, I just can't eat it. This is too much food. This is never going to work. There's no way. And it worked. I was eating more than ever. And that kind of like was a mental shift for me. I was like, wow, I can eat all this food. And I'm my first week, I lost like four and a half pounds. And it was like, I was just hooked from there.
1: Do you still deal with any of that today? Or is it something that you've mostly been able to work through?
2: No, I am definitely deal with that stuff today. For, especially... When I'm surrounded by people who are not, they don't monitor their food intake as, as much as I do, uh, I'm much better at eating moderately. Like, I'll never, I never really go off the deep end and, like, eat an entire tub of ice cream and a whole pizza. Like, that's just not, it's not something I, I, I do anymore. That's definitely something I've worked through. But I, I feel, it's not like, I, th- I think I feel the discomfort of other people when I'm being conscious of my food. Yes. yes, we,
1: oh my gosh. So we have um, our own kind of little Facebook group with some girls from who listen to our podcast. And one of the uh, posts this week, somebody was saying, you know, I brought my own lunch to work and everybody else was ordering Chinese and they made this huge deal out about how I wasn't going to eat Chinese with them. And it was, you know, very much them putting their food insecurities onto her and being like, well, you know, you're making it, you're just making us all look bad, you know, and it's just like, just do not make this about me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like health shaming. You caring about your food makes me feel bad that I don't care about my food. We're, like, n- we're not trying to do that at all. In fact, the opposite. I don't judge anybody for the way that they eat and the foods that they choose or the diet that they choose to abide by. But um, I feel their discomfort. So sometimes that's something very difficult for me to uh, manage in my everyday life. Do you
1: take Like an off-season, off-days, or do you weigh and measure every single day?
2: I definitely take time to be an autopilot for sure. So this is like I'm going on nine years of being super conscious of my food. Uh, If I'm not competing anytime soon, I'll definitely go on autopilot. I eat almost the same thing every single day. I wake up in the morning. I have a really large egg white omelette with vegetables, whether I'm eating at home or or eating out for breakfast. If I have a starch in the morning, like toast or potatoes – or fruits, then I won't have that for lunch. And I have one sweet treat every day that I train. If I'm not tracking my food super diligently, but I definitely make sure I get my protein every like in every single meal. And I'm not eating things that I know don't fit. So I'm not gonna have a double bacon cheeseburger because I know that like there's just no chance that that's gonna fit. So. I'm, not, I'm just going to avoid those kinds of food items. Right? right.
1: But you've been doing it for so long that you can kind of look at something and be yeah. like, oh, okay, I know about how much this is going to be.
2: Right. The whole point of tracking your macros and being super precise and being really diligent and, and weighing and measuring things is because if you go to the average human being, uh, most people underestimate their food and they overestimate their exercise. Like they think that they work out a lot more than they do. And then they think that they eat a lot less than they actually do. So you're gonna tell somebody, oh, what's an ounce of cheese and they have no idea how to look at that and think like, oh, that couldn't possibly be an ounce or oh that's probably around an ounce. Yeah. So it's really just it's kind of like a like an education.
0: Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest questions I keep asking my coach. Cause as we check in every week, it's kind of like, how are you feeling? Or are you frustrated? Do you have any concerns? And something that I bring up consistently is just the feeling of, am I going to have to do this forever? It feels a little weird. And I think it's because it's new for me, as I'm just learning, but it's kind of, you have to, of course, think long term. Like, am I going to have to do this forever? And this actually came up on the WAG Facebook group today. Someone posted, mm-hmm. like, hey guys, I'm just being honest here. Like, I'm having, I'm struggling with doing my last check in or something, and I, I'm not really sure how to maintain this going forward with a family. And just, it was a pretty honest post, and a lot of people responded. It feels to me a little bit like black-white thinking, which we talk a lot about when we have the eating disorder experts on. That It kind of feels like that to me, where it doesn't have to be bl- like either or. You can probably find a middle ground, but there's a little bit of rigidity in that statement where I feel like, how do you feel about that?
2: Right, exactly. Well, I actually am I'm currently in the draft of my response to that post on the Facebook. Oh, awesome. I just I don't don't like to post anything without uh, knowing that what I'm saying is true, and I'm going to be able to stand by my word on that. Uh, But we, like, to take an under, like, for for us to create a program that does not involve weighing and measuring is, like, a huge undertaking. So that's something that we have that we're definitely working on. Uh, It's just not something that's going to be anytime soon, But in the meantime, if you're looking for some information that can help you, there's a book by Lyle McDonald called The Guide to Flexible Dieting. And there's a full chapter on being in maintenance mode and autopilot and not weighing and measuring your food. With a bunch of disclaimers at the beginning being like, I'm going to be cautious about this because most people are really bad at estimating and just going based off of how they feel. Uh, so weighing and measuring your food is essential just to at least be like, oh, there's no way like that could fit in my diet. Or I'm, I'm not going to have two cupcakes. I'm going to have one because two might be overboard. But one, even if it is a little bit over, it's not that big of a deal. Like go people – I think people are in that black and white thinking like you're talking about where uh, they either have, you know, no cookies or the entire sleeve. Like there's no like having two cookies is not that big of a deal. Right. Whereas like the entire sleeve is a big deal.
1: Speaking of weighing and measuring, are you cooking right
2: now? Oh, no, that is a <laughs> <"Hey>, Michael. <laughs> they, can he- they can hear the sink. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I hear a lot of dishes
0: and clinking. I'm like, what are they making? <laughs>
2: we are
1: just curious
2: we're about to make uh tacos oh awesome that sounds delicious
0: okay so one of our listeners also has a question uh you talked a little bit about you know evolving wag and where it's going and maybe having some other options but is there anything else that you envision and especially because this is so new it's probably surprising of the response and now you probably have some sort of plan of where it's going
2: oh i have like so many plans <laughs> uh, our first major endeavor is that we I absolutely hate Gmail uh, for these purposes so we have uh, our, our website's brand new that a whole 21 day challenge is, is created by an our full-time IT guy who is actually uh, one of our members which is like He's like literally my hero. And the next step is that we're going to take the entire program and we're going to put it on a smartphone app. So you'll be able to take your pictures on your phone. You won't have to go into your email. You'll be able to input your daily macros every day into the app. You won't have to upload an Excel sheet, input the information in an Excel sheet. You're going to be able be to fancy. interact with your coach that way. It's going to be a lot easier for the on the coach's side for people to kind of, uh, for the coach to be able to, like, take notes instead of having to go through every, like, the sent box and then search your name and then go through the past and see, um, like, what the macro changes were, like, what information they've already given you, uh, that kind of stuff. And it's going to, like, populate, like, your original picture with their most recent picture, so you're going to be able to monitor your progress that way. A bunch of little cute, fancy tricks And then that app is going to be available to gyms anywhere. So we'll basically white label it and then any gym can use that app to provide the same services to the members in their gym and create like little mini communities all over.
1: So I just want to back up a little bit and talk more about your personal athletic background, kind of more just about how you even got interested in, you know, kind of taking your training to the next level and also just your personal goals with, you know, with your macros and with your um, training and anything that you, you know, besides your WAG, goals and from a company just kind of where you are hoping to go in the next couple of years
2: um my athletic goals Well, so, yeah, let's
1: go let's um, ahead and start out and start with kind of how you got into athletics in the first place
2: I just from a very young age my family's been super athletic from the beginning uh, we are we all were in the ice rink for majority of our lives being from Canada so I was a figure skater for almost 12 years. And that my brother was a hockey player. I also played hockey. I pretty much played, like, every single sport you can name. I did lots of water sports, volleyball, basketball... Uh, I had a small stint training with the Ontario bobsled team. I took a long break in university, like a couple years where I didn't do anything at all. When I, when I got into my teen years, I got, I got heavier. And then like figure skating is really hard to do when you're heavy, like to jump and spin in the air. Totally. And <laughs> do that kind of stuff. Peace so <laughs> exactly. I, I remember being uh, water skiing. I was a slalom skier and I, I didn't have the strength to hold the rope to pull myself out of the water. That was, like, totally eye-opening for me. I was just, like, way too heavy. And so I took, like, a long break. And then I found uh, CrossFit. I I had a boyfriend in university who I used to follow around the gym, and he would do, like, bodybuilding-style exercises. And I kind of, like, would just copy him until he got really annoyed with me and then said, you know what? There's this website, www.crossfit.com. They post a workout every single day, like just do whatever they post. So I did that in like a university gym. I remember like doing thrusters in the squat rack and then running to the treadmill and then trying to hope that nobody stole the squat rack in the time (laughs) that I went from the treadmill to the squat rack and I did that for I think like around a year until I hurt my back and then I took a year off. And just, like, partied in university like a lot of university kids do. Totally. And then when I got back, I wanted to start from the basics and just get technically efficient in the lift with the intention of using that for CrossFit. I was like, these people are so much stronger than me. I, like, don't understand how they lift so much weight. If I really focus on it, then, you know, like, that takes a lot of time to do I'll be able to like get my endurance back a lot faster. And I kind of just fell in love with weightlifting and I haven't gone back ever since. There you go, so then what are your goals looking forward? I just uh, started working with Catalyst Athletics with Amy Everett, who is, is, it's actually interesting because I did her nutrition for a while and then we developed a really close relationship and kind of a special relationship. She asked um, if she could coach me as an athlete because I didn't have a coach at the time. And so we've been working together for around, I think it's like 12 weeks now. I'm going to be competing January 31st for my first time since nationals of last year, which was in May. I hope to uh, win a medal at Canadian Senior Nationals this year. That would be a nice goal.
1: And then do you still have uh, like body composition goals? Or like you said, you're kind of in autopilot a little bit with your diet? Uh,
2: Body composition goals... No, probably not. more just I need to maintain within a close range of my weight class, sure, but i um am, i would I'm happy to say that I love my body.
0: Yay! <laughs> I have to interject something totally random, but you know that awesome picture of you and Brooke in like wrapped in a awesome beach towel
2: oh and uh, uh yeah. mm-hmm.
1: where were you guys? It
0: just looks like so much fun.
2: we were at some random lake in the middle of Lake Tahoe somewhere and I'm like laughing hysterically because a, a, a funny fact that people don't know about me is I'm super uncomfortable being photographed like I hate it are you kidding me and, that's uh, so funny And I was my hoping you were going to say you're super
1: uncomfortable being hugged because I'm super uncomfortable being hugged but no, no.
2: <laughs> I, I'm actually a little bit uncomfortable with like the hello and goodbye hugs thank that you
1: yes I'm totally there with you <laughs> Like, do we, do we really need to touch right now?
2: Okay, if you want to, and everyone around here does it all the time, so I'm getting used to it.
0: So you're being uncom- You were uncomfortable being photographed in that moment,
2: right? My boyfriend loves taking pictures of me when I'm uncomfortable, so I was just like laughing Which is always. <laughs>
0: And it looked amazing, so you totally pulled it off.
2: No, I just see that photo,
0: like, floating around every once in a while, and I'm like, I wonder what they're doing here. And, like, it looks like such a fun party.
2: (laughs) It was really fun. Brooke is a really fun person she's like you never know what's gonna happen next when you're around her we had her on last year last on year
0: time? yeah it was almost a year ago we yeah had right, her for on. the open yeah, yeah she was a hoot <laughs> so adi what are your favorite resources books things that you've referred for people to that want to just at least start learning about this type of lifestyle
2: so books for nutrition specifically. I would say, like, for nutrition specifically, I would always start with A Guide to Flexible Dieting by Lyle McDonald. I think it's an amazing book. Uh, There's also another book called Slim by Design. And that one's really amazing for... uh, It's basically the principle is that it's easier to change your environment than it is to change your mind and that your willpower will eventually give out. And it's easier to just... um, There's, like, little tips and tricks for how to set yourself up for success, like scoping out, you know, within a five mile radius of where you live or taking the bread immediately off the table at a a restaurant. So it's not just staring at you in the face or a bunch of tips like that. It's a really good book. And then just for like general well being a book that's completely changed my life is a book called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown.
0: I love Brene Brown.
2: Yeah. So Daring Greatly is like my favorite book ever
0: she's like a god in the therapy world we all use her books
2: she is amazing her book completely changed my life
0: although i do have to say i'm really sick of hearing the word word vulnerability right (laughs) like okay can we just like move on from that word i get it we're all being vulnerable (laughs) here no it's good stuff i love her ted talk me too. Um, let's see. Okay. So we talked about WAG. Let's kind of dive in. If Claire, you don't mind talking a little bit about like our personal experiences of going through I'm fine with WAG. that.
1: It's only been three weeks. Yeah. There's <laughs> only so, so many personal experiences you can have in three weeks. How did you find out about it, Claire? <laughs> Chris Boston.
0: That's right. So Claire had a couple friends from the gym. Oh, I know
1: Chris. Yeah. yeah. He uh, is the manager at the gym I coach at. He's been
2: around he's been on WAG for a while.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, so he started doing it last year right around this time and uh just instantly had great results and you know, second of all, was just always all of a sudden in the corner squatting and we were like, Chris, what are you doing? And so he started talking about about WAG and you know, posting about it on the Cross Elevation um blog and has like a few converts over there. So um I had that kind of just in the back of my mind for um I was got pregnant last January, had a baby at the end of October and just kind of had it in the back of my mind of like, this might be something I would want to check out after I'm done growing a human.
2: Oh my.
0: <laughs> and birthing a human. And
1: birthing a human. <laughs> that also had to happen. Um.
0: <laughs> Adi, did you happen to see the photo of Claire's before? I in, did. And three weekend
2: it picture? It is honestly amazing. It's so amazing. I love seeing that stuff.
1: I was pretty surprised because I... Last week was like I eat so my coach is Nikki and I emailed her and was like my, the scale didn't move my measurements didn't move like I hate everything all you know like <laughs> I went out to sushi and I just wanted to like drink sake and I didn't and like then I didn't even lose weight and now I'm sad <laughs> I didn't it, it I should have like had words, the sake but, yeah, no. I should have the sake. And, uh, but then I did that picture and I was like, oh, never mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, see, I told you. No, yeah.
2: <laughs> this is why. This is why we make you take pictures every week. Not only for like yourself to be like, oh, to talk yourself off a ledge, but just like the accountability piece of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to send in pictures tomorrow. Like, I should probably follow my macros. Yeah. Totally.
0: <laughs> it totally works too. I'm like,
1: ah. And then Joy got on board mostly because i got on board well (laughs) you you were were talking about it yeah
0: you were talking about it and then i got onto this instagram rabbit hole I don't know how it happened but I think how it was Instagram rabbit holes ever happen you know how that happens right Adi oh, where yeah. you like follow all these people and then you're like who do they follow and then you go to someone else and pretty soon you're like 10 people in so yeah I, absolutely. I think I was somewhere along the lines of like CrossFit had done like a day in the life of Brooke Entz and then I had seen your name floating around here and there but I remember somehow finding your page and then Claire had mentioned it in the podcast I'm like okay so all these things are kind of coming together by of mouth and they're all pointing to the same person so what's going on here and And then you should also
1: know that joy is like vehemently opposed opposed to counting and to anything to like like, i
0: am your i am like the biggest critic so i'm the you're my favorite kind of
2: person yeah
0: i'm like the one that's like oh that's a bunch of bullshit i'm not gonna do that i'm not (laughs) gonna track and i'm not gonna do i mean i have been since we started the podcast i'm like i'm not gonna do anything like that i won't zone i won't do paleo i won't follow anything joy was
1: a vegan when we started the podcast
0: Oh yeah. So I was uh I just had this mentality around it that it's like it's too restrictive and
1: but being um, vegan, not too restrictive.
0: Yeah, no, not being vegan (laughs) at all. It's totally different. (laughs) Yeah. So I just had this really bad attitude towards it. But I think it was just like the start of the new year was happening and I'm like, I just need to kind of loosen up a little bit and open my mind to this and started to just question more of why I was believing that. And I'm like, Oh, I don't really know why I believe that. And I couldn't come up with a good enough reason to stay really mad and cynical. I was exploring it. And I just decided to try it. And so I think it was like I texted Claire and I was like, so I signed up for WAG. And she's like,
1: what? No, and then I texted you back. I was like, great. I signed up two days ago. (laughs) and uh, I did she's also. like I was, that I was
0: is yeah she's like you're the last person i would ever imagine doing this so needless to say i'm uh i'm the person in the audience that you probably are like uh we need to really we're gonna have a hard time with that one um well,
2: those are my favorite literally <laughs> why we have three we have three coaches that were those people oh really yeah
0: and <laughs> and what what happened to them how did they come over just... to the to the light <laughs>
2: It just like slowly, slowly, week to week, we have conversations and work through struggles and some obstacles, and then they they have like these like little light bulb moments that they're like, oh, wait, like so I can do all the things I want to do, and I don't have to feel guilty over my food choices, and I can still look better every single week. Like, wow, that's pretty cool, right? And it just kind of worked.
0: My idea about it was I was very nervous. It's so funny because I sent my email in or I filled out my worksheet. Got I think I got the macros like a week later or something or four days later. But I, I our start date isn't until like a week yeah, after you had, you had get like your, a week in like between. Week. I had
1: I only had like four days and yours was like a whole week out. Yeah, I
0: had a whole week before I started. And I remember like starting to practice, which I'm sure people start doing. They start. I was like, I'm going to practice with this because I that's like.
2: What the, <laughs> yeah, that's what like the week race periods for yeah so you like you don't like just have to be like oh my god tomorrow i have to start holy crap that's what do actually
0: I do? really smart that's very smart that you guys do that because i really was trying to like okay I, i've used fitness my fitness pal here and there and so i was trying to get used to all this and then the measuring thing but as i started you know a lot of people will question us even on the podcast of like oh my gosh like that's a lot of money it costs so much money like i don't know if i can afford that and it's like okay that's fine like do what you need to do but for me It feels worth it because I, A, have a hard time and resistance to doing this in the first place. B, it feels great to be accountable to someone who I truly feel cares about my success. And then also doing it, I don't think I would have lasted two days if I didn't have a coach.
1: (laughs) Oh, I've tried to do this before. I didn't last two days. And I was like, uh, I'm just... That's fine. Ten grams over, like yeah. thirty grams over on my fat, nah, yeah. whatever.
0: And I haven't even met Francesco, but I'm like, I'm sure he would be like standing in the kitchen with me, being like, no. But it, <laughs> it's just more or less like you know, there's he been would. <laughs> there's been moments, cross his arms and like, yeah. At you. Um, Claire and I stalked the coaches on Instagram because we're like, oh my gosh, they're like so buff. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but I long story short is I just feel like it's something that I it clicked for me and it feels really good and I feel so strong and immediately I immediately notice a difference in my wads like I am so much faster in my wads within the first week. I felt that difference.
2: That's awesome. I love that. He's my coach too. Is he really? Yeah, I mean, I can't do my own. I can't do my own macros either. It's like I if I did my own macros, I would look at my week and be like, oh, like, I could totally use some more fat just because, you know, like fat is delicious. So I'm going to up it by 10 grams just (laughs) because I love myself and why not? Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) So
0: you don't even do your own macros. You have someone else like, oh, that's really interesting.
1: Well, we had um, Courtney Shepard, who's one of the owners at Crossover of a couple weeks ago, and she was talking about how she's been doing this program as well. And she was saying that she, you know, had been zoning forever and was kind of like working with her own macros and just kind of like you know, would adjust herself on a week-to-week basis and started off doing the, num- the amount of protein grams that she weighed. And then she was doing the amount of protein grams that she wanted to weigh. And then she was – and finally she was just like, this is ridiculous. I am so tired of experimenting on myself. I need to just talk to somebody who has an idea of, like, what these kinds of changes are going to do before I make them so that it's not just 100% trial and error and wasting time all, you know, just constantly going back and forth and trying to figure out what the heck I'm
2: doing on my own. Right, exactly. I think we have a bunch of people at the river. We actually visited there.
0: If you ever come back to Denver, you need to come say hi to us.
2: (laughs) I will for sure. Absolutely.
0: So last but not least, before we end tonight, I want you to talk a little bit about the 21 day trial that's on your website right now and what the purpose is and what people can get out of that.
2: So the 21 Day Challenge came out of a conversation that my boyfriend and I had one night. We were sitting at the table and I was just like, you know, like it's not cheap. It's definitely expensive. I mean, the, the we kept we started at fifty dollars a month, and then the uh, Canadian dollars, and then now we're at one hundred and fifty Canadian dollars a month. And it's just based off the fact that we can only handle so many people. So it was more like to like limit the amount of people that were coming in, and that's why we did it. But in order to give people that are on the fence, like is this for me? What is this all about? All those people that are on the outside and you know saying like oh you just eat donuts and chocolate and ice cream and like this doesn't actually work and paleo is the only way or zones the only way or being vegans the only way this is just another way and the 21 day challenge is we don't calculate your macros for you we don't adjust your macros for you that's not that's not like what makes the program different because there's a million programs out there that will do that for you and there's you can type into Google Macro Calculator and you're going to find a 100 websites that will just calculate macros for you. Uh, we do like take a little bit of an individualized approach based off of your information and your questionnaire, but the beauty in the program is the lifestyle changes, the habits, the tips, the tricks, the self-awareness, the questions to ask yourself, the exercises to do to make yourself more aware of what's going into your diet, what, should, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, how you feel, how to monitor yourself week to week, and it's just all of that information, and every single day you're going to get something new. So You're going to learn something new about yourself. You're going to get a new trick. You're going to hear about common mistakes and how to fix them, and it's just completely free, and it's basically, I mean, I know you don't like the word vulnerability, but it, it's, <laughs> me, it's it's me being vulnerable, so yeah. it's me basically taking everything that I believe in and everything that I've seen work for thousands of people and and kind of putting it out there for other people to see and read for free.
0: That's very cool and I love what it, you release a day each day. So you can't kind of on the website, it's not like you on an email the website. Thing. Right. So you have to come back and visit the website. I love it. Right. It's got a really good vibe. So you can you listeners can check out the 21-day challenge at workingagainstgravity.com. And
1: it just started this past Sunday. Yeah. So right. by the time you guys hear this tomorrow on Thursday, it'll only be about what Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 5 days in. Uh, so It's day 5. Yes. yes. I'm like, I like, I had to count that out. This is your (laughs) life when you've only had like four hours of sleep at a time for the last 10 weeks. (laughs) Newborn brain. Yay. Newborn brain. brain. (laughs) Anyway. Well, Adi,
0: thank you so much. This has been a blast and we have so much more to talk about with you down the road. So we hope you will come back and we'd love to keep checking in with you as we progress and have.
2: Absolutely. I would love that. Yeah. I follow you guys. So keep posting about it and I'll send me messages or
1: anything.
0: I think I the big. That. I think the big challenge for me would be to do like a before and after photo because that like really. That's
1: is. like jo- Joy would have a problem being that vulnerable.
0: Yeah, I'd be. I'd be. I'd even say the <laughs> Too word. Too much vulnerability. I would, I would say the word vulnerable for that for sure.
1: <laughs> it's right, Joy. Everything in moderation. Joy's other <laughs> least favorite word. <laughs> i hate the word moderation
0: so okay oh but you do love i haven't i've yet to try this halo top ice cream i keep hearing about
2: oh my you need to we don't
0: have it here i've looked if anyone listening right now is in the denver area and knows where to find it because i could not find it
2: but i'm sure it, exists. it is it is basically so have you tried arctic zero before yes So, I am like not a fan of Arctic Zero. I think it tastes like flavored ice. Like, it's just not ice cream. Like, there's just a drastic difference between Arctic Zero and actual ice cream. And Halo Top is as close as you're gonna get to actual ice cream with a lot of protein in it and low carbs and low fat. And it's delicious. It's just so good.
0: Okay, I'm on a mission. (laughs) Let's
1: like go on Amazon or something and get it delivered to you in dry ice. Yeah, exactly. It's a thing, it happens. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well you guys again thank you so much for listening to the podcast you can support the podcast by visiting kayloqalo.com entering code ggw at checkout for 15 percent off your order you can find us on facebook twitter instagram all those fun things and we'll see you next week thanks
2: adiv thank for you. being on a, on the podcast thank you so much for having me i had so much fun yay
1: all right bye, bye.